Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Welcome to another episode of Go Forth and Golf. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Willow Creek Golf Club. This is the debut episode for season number two. I can't believe that I'm already into season two. And let me tell you, I am blessed to be able to sit here and talk to you about the game that I love. I'm really excited about this season. I'm going to be doing some different things this year. I've got uh, some surprises around the corner, some maybe some new additions that I'm going to be doing or adding to this podcast. Going forward, you may see me experiment with different formats based on what I've been hearing back from you guys, that listener feedback. So for example, instead of doing two topics like I normally do in an interview, going forward, you may hear me do one topic in an interview and then drop a new episode a couple weeks later highlighting just one topic. So you'll hear this podcast more frequently, like twice a month, rather than just once a month. A quick episode in the middle of the month to kind of get you through until the big episode drops the first Wednesday of every month. So that's kind of my pattern. The first Wednesday of every month, you can anticipate hearing an episode of Go Forth and Golf. Two weeks later, I may drop another episode. And again, just a smaller episode, maybe 20 to 30 minutes, something to get you through until the next podcast drops the first of the month. Again, just some things I've been hearing from you guys, feedback, and just trying to increase the frequency of my drops on the podcast. Let's talk about this episode. So in this one, I'm going to be talking about how to choose the best shafts for your irons and the five areas of focus that you need to pay close attention to when you're trying to figure out which shafts need to go in those irons. It's really important. The shaft is the engine of the golf club. You can hear me talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. So how do you go about choosing the right shaft? I really think this is going to help you by listening to this segment and dialing in the best one for your game. And then my guest for this episode is Josh Venters. Josh is the Callaway sales representative. I had Josh on a year ago. And as I mentioned in my last podcast, I thought it would be fitting to bring Josh on as the guest on the one-year episode or one-year anniversary episode of Go Forth and Golf. Josh is going to talk about everything Callaway, from their golf balls to their drivers to their irons to their putters. Everything you can think of, he's going to talk about it so you don't want to miss out on that wonderful interview with Josh. Before I get started, I want to, as always, thank you so very much for taking the time to listen. You don't have to push that play button, but you did. You chose to. You choose to be dedicated to this podcast, and I cannot thank you enough. And also for those that have approached me to discuss my recent or past podcast or just to tell me that you're listening, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And it just uh, it makes me continue to do what I'm doing because I know it's reaching so many more people out there. Speaking of reaching more people out there, please spread the word about my podcast to someone you know or a group of people that you think may enjoy it. Your help is greatly appreciated more than words can express. Doesn't take long. Just, hey, have you listened to this podcast lately? It's really good. Hopefully you think so. He talks about this, that, or the other. You need to take a listen. That goes a long way in growing our community growing the game of golf, and it just gives me more opportunities to help people with their game like I'm helping you, I hope. 
I also encourage you to visit my website at goforthgolfinstruction.com. Again, that's goforthgolfinstruction.com and contact me about golf lessons. You can also follow me on social media. It's at goforthgolf on Twitter. It's sgoforth underscore PGA on Instagram. And it's goforthgolfinstruction on Facebook. Come see us at Willow Creek Golf Club. Visit our website at willow-creekgolf.com. Again, willow a dash or a hyphen in there, creekgolf.com. Learn more about our golf club, book a tee time online, follow us on social media. It's Willow Creek Golf Club on Facebook. Interact with other golfers on social media about some of the topics I may be talking about. Take a screenshot, share it on your social media page, tag me in it, and just give your comments about a particular segment that you're hearing or an idea or something that maybe helped you with the podcast. Sharing it out there helps me a lot, and it also gets discussions going about the game of golf, and maybe you can learn something from somebody else that could be experiencing the same issues you are or experiencing the same successes that you are. So discussions are always good, and if this podcast can help spawn those discussions for you, then wonderful. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode number 13, the debut of season number two. Let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. I'm very excited to sit here and talk to you about golf equipment. Golf equipment is a huge part of my background. And today I'm going to talk to you about the best shaft for your irons. And the key word there is irons. I'm going to do driver in a future episode. But today I love talking about equipment. And like I told you, it's a big part of my background. I don't get to talk about it as much as I'd like to. And I want to share with you what I feel is important things to consider when you get fit for iron shafts. I started my career in golf as a club fitter in the club making industry at Slazinger Golf back in the mid-90s. And I've got many, many years of being a trained club fitter through schools that I attended throughout the years, whether it be from different manufacturers, self-taught, courses online, whatever the case may have been. I prided myself on staying up to date on the latest and greatest in golf equipment and club fitting. And I want to share a lot of that knowledge with you in this podcast. I'm very proud to have been recognized as a top 100 fitter in the world. I got that recognition twice. Very humbling, very appreciative. And uh, I want to be able to take that experience that I have and share it and help you not only with your golf game and becoming a better golfer, but also to help you navigate in the world of golf equipment and making your game better through equipment as well. Being fit for the proper shaft is extremely important. It doesn't matter how skilled or how novice of a golfer you may be. I get the comment a lot of, well, I'm not good enough to have a club fitting and I feel like I need to get my game better before I get fit. But the point I want to make on that is if you're starting out with bad equipment or equipment that's not fit properly to you, it's going to hinder you from becoming a better golfer. You're going to then adjust your golf swing. You may adjust your posture and your setup to equipment that's all wrong for you, therefore developing bad habits out the gate before you do anything. So club fitting is important no matter if you're a great player or a weekend novice player who may not be able to break 100 yet. Like I said, there's just a huge misconception out there. And talking about how to get fit for iron shafts, I'm going to try to keep this very simple and yet I'm going to focus on what I feel are the five main areas of emphasis when it comes to shaft fitting. 
it's important to understand that the shaft is the engine of the golf club, whether it be your irons or whether it be your woods. And you want to make sure you get the right engine in there so that it can perform properly for you and it can enhance your golf game. The car, the engine, it's the most important part of the car, right? So this is why the shaft is the most important part of the golf club. So let's get ready to take some notes. Please go first. I'm going to start out with shaft types. you got two different shaft types out there, obviously. You have either steel or you have graphite. Now, they both have their advantages and they have their disadvantages. Let's start out with steel shafts. Steel shafts are more consistent due to the fact that they lack that shaft compression, meaning that because they're steel, they're going to stay in a rounded shape more so than they're going to compress to an oval shape. And I'll explain that a little bit more as I go into graphite. And the weight of the shaft is a little bit heavier. Steel is going to produce a lot more consistency due to the lack of shaft compression, like I mentioned earlier. And for the fact that because it's heavier, you tend to control it a little bit better. You don't tend to overswing with a steel shaft. Now, a disadvantage to steel is the fact that it could lower your club head speed and give you less distance. Now, I will say there are a lot of lighter weight steel shafts out there that are an option if you want club head speed to increase for yourself. You may be listening to this and say, you know what, I need consistency, but I also need club head speed too, Steve. Well, there are options out there for you. Shaft technology has come a long way over the years, and you can kind of get the best of both worlds. Some people are like, you know, I don't want distance. I just want to be able to feel wherever that golf club is in my swing. I want to know that I can control it when I need to. And so the heavier shaft can benefit you on that. Graphite being our second option has its advantages and disadvantages as well. Graphite's lighter, so you can generate more club head speed. It has a lower kick point or bend point that will help you get the ball in the air a lot easier. So if you have a hard time generating club head speed, getting the ball in the air, you might want to look at graphite as an option. Let me back up for a second with steel shafts. I failed to mention that steel shafts, they have a higher bend point typically, and that's going to flight the ball down for you if that's what you're looking for. Now with graphite, it's going to feel better. You don't have as much shock and vibration in that shaft as you would with steel. Feel has a lot to do with the torque rate. And I'll explain more about what torque rate is in a future episode when I talk about driver shafts. It doesn't play into account as much with irons as it does with the wood because you're not generating as much club head speed on that shaft. The disadvantage to graphite is that sometimes you're not as consistent with it due to that shaft compression that I mentioned earlier. Let me explain that a little bit further. When you generate club head speed, when you put club head speed on a shaft, what happens is that speed makes that shaft compress from that rounded shape that you see into more of an oval shape. So the more club head speed you're generating on it, the more likely that shaft's going to compress inward. It's kind of like compression on a golf ball, if you want to look at it like that. Another disadvantage to graphite is the cost. They're going to tend to cost you a little bit more money. But some people are like, you know what, it's worth it because I love the way it feels. I need that ball flight to come up. I will say this, graphite technology has gotten a lot better over the years. As I mentioned, one of the disadvantages to going graphite was you're possibly giving up consistency because it's lighter and because you do have that shaft compression or the torquing in a graphite shaft more so than you do in a steel shaft. But how they've constructed some of the graphite fibers is amazing. They can make it to where it's almost like a steel shaft in terms of the durability, in terms of the consistency, but yet you're still getting the benefits of lightweight, lower bend point to get the ball flight in the air. 
A fitter is going to help you determine which is best for you based on your tempo and your club head speed. And I'll be honest, it also comes down to your personal preference. So make sure you seek out a very knowledgeable fitter that can help you come up with the best decision of whether or not you should go with steel or graphite based on your club head speed, based on your tempo, based on your preferences, and also based on your feel and what you want to feel out of that golf shot. Let's jump into the next factor. Shaft flex is the next important factor I want to talk about when determining which iron shaft you should go with. This is going to be determined, as I mentioned earlier, based on your tempo and your club head speed. If you go to a fitter, they're going to be able to test your club head speed with a launch monitor, for example. If they're knowledgeable about the golf swing, they'll also be able to pick up whether your tempo is too quick or too slow. Let me explain how a shaft being too flexible or too weak and a shaft that's too stiff can cause issues within your swing. Let's just say you go with a shaft that's too flexible or it bends too much. This is going to cause a lot of shot dispersion. You're susceptible to hooks and you're also susceptible to an open club face. And normally when a shaft is a little weaker or a little more flexible, it has a lower bend point or kick point and it's going to balloon the golf ball on you. What I've seen in the past is if someone goes with a shaft that's too flexible, they tend to put more load on it than it can handle. And all of a sudden at some point it's going to come through really fast. The club head's going to come through really fast to be shut and there's a hook on you. And then there's times where you can't time it and it's going to stay open. The opposite of that, if you go with something that's too stiff, what happens then is you're not able to put enough load on the shaft or enough club head speed on the shaft to load it. Therefore, the club face stays open. The ball may go low and to the right. It's not kicking enough at the bottom. It's not going to get the ball flat up. So a low and right side miss is what you're going to look for if a shaft is too stiff for you. A good measuring stick for club head speeds is this. You should be in a ladies flex if you're going to be, say, less than 65 miles per hour. If you're between 65 and 75 miles per hour, you're going to be more prone to go with a senior flex. 75 to 85 mile per hour club head speed is going to be best suited for a regular flex. 85 to 95 needs to start looking at a stiff flex. And if you're 95 plus, you definitely need to go with an extra stiff. And that's testing either a 6 or a 7 iron on club head speed. Say someone's borderline with their club head speed. For example, I said earlier that regular flex is 75 to 85 miles per hour. They're around 77. Maybe they have a hard time getting that ball to turn over. They have a hard time getting the ball in the air, turning over me and right to left for a right-handed golfer or left to right for a left-handed golfer. They need help squaring that club face. They need help getting the ball in the air. I may look at that person and say, you're right there at regular flex, 77 miles per hour, but I'm going to put you in senior flex because you're having a hard time squaring the club face. Another thing you want to think about is if it's a hot summer day, you get around to the back nine, you're on those closing holes, and you're having a hard time squaring that club face, going with a weaker flex shaft or more flexible shaft will assist you with squaring the club face. Just the opposite of that. See, I've got a guy that's got a very fast tempo. He wants to maintain that quick tempo. I may err to the side of stiffer than I would softer in terms of flex. So there's different things you want to take in consideration, but it really boils down to getting your feedback as the golfer, knowing what your ball flight tendency is and knowing what you prefer and what you want to produce out of your golf shot. Let's jump into the next factor you want to consider when choosing your iron shafts. 
kick point or bend point is the third factor you want to consider when trying to choose the best shaft for your clubs. I'm going to explain what each of these are. A low kick or a low bend point is going to produce a higher ball flight for you. And then a high kick or high bend point is going to produce a lower ball flight. So it's kind of contradictory of what the name is. Most people think low kick, low ball, high kick, high ball. That's not the case. If you don't want either, if you say, you know what, I don't need to kick it higher, I don't need to bring it down, then go with a mid-kick shaft. There are plenty of options out there for you if you want to go middle of the road. Typically, I will say the more flexible the shaft, the lower the bend point is going to be. So a senior flex shaft is going to get the ball in the ear a lot easier. And then the stiffer the shaft, the higher the bend point, and that means your ball flight is going to come down. It's going to flight it down to more controllable flight. Some of the low handicap golfers that produce high club head speed, they want that ball flighted down so they can control it better. So that is the definition of kick point or bend point. You may hear either one of those terms thrown out there. Low kick makes the ball go higher. High kick makes the ball go lower. The type of club head you go with may also affect that. Again, that's where the fitter comes in, advising you on what shaft kick or bend point you need to go with based on the club head that you go with as well. Let's jump into the fourth factor you want to consider when choosing the best iron shaft for your clubs. The weight of that shaft is extremely important. It's going to be determined really based on your tempo and your club head speed that I mentioned earlier, as well as your preference. Some people don't like a shaft that feels too heavy and some don't like a shaft that feels too light. I will tell you this, the mass of the club head that you're choosing, that can affect what shaft weight you go with. A trained club fitter, again, can help you with this based on what club head you choose to go with during the fitting. Some players want a shaft that's heavier because it's going to help them produce more control and more consistency because they can feel that club in their swing better. And some players want to know where that club is in the swings. They feel like they can control it and they can feel that. And it's really important to them. Another golfer may say they want something lighter because they're trying to achieve club head speed and they feel that they can control the club no matter what. So it doesn't matter what weight I have in my hand, what weighted shaft or weighted club I have in my hand. I know where it's at. I can feel it. I'm just looking for that club head speed, Steve. I want to hit this thing a lot further. Neither way is wrong. It really just depends on your game and your preference. There are a lot of options out there now with steel shafts that are much lighter than they used to be. An example of this would be, say, a Nippon NS Pro. They tend to make lighter shafts that can help golfers produce more club head speed, but yet give them consistency of steel. And then you have that heavier graphite out there, which would be like a recoil shaft made by UST. And they're able to design these shafts so that they have the stability to handle higher club head speeds, and you don't have to sacrifice the consistency. Counterbalancing is something you may want to look into as well. It's become a huge part of shaft construction. That weight distribution can be just as important to a golfer as the total weight of that golf club. And weight distribution is achieved through counterbalancing. Again, speak with your trained club fitter about a counterbalance shaft if you both feel this could benefit you on how that shaft or how that golf club feels in your hands and is that helping you produce a better golf shot. So don't underestimate the importance of weight. I feel like that's overlooked by a lot of people when they go and get fitted for shafts. Weight is huge when it comes to producing consistency, or whether it's producing club head speed, 
or whether it's producing the right feel for you when you swing that golf club. Let's jump into the final factor you want to consider when trying to choose the best iron shaft for your clubs. The final thing to consider when trying to determine the best shaft for your clubs would be length. Once all the other specs have been determined, length is the last thing you want to determine. Now, I will tell you this, in my experience as a club fitter, I would oftentimes start out with what I'd call static measurement, which is a wrist-to-ground measurement, just so that I'd have a good starting point once I began to determine length later on in the session. Based on my training and my beliefs, I will say the best way to fit for length is to have the golfer hit various length clubs with face tape on the face of the golf club and find the one that produces more consistent strikes off the center of the club face. Because that's what this boils down to, bottom line. You want to find the best length that's going to give you the most consistency hitting that ball off the center of the club face, period. I think way too much emphasis can be put on static measurements. Again, static measurement is that wrist to ground rather than where the golfer is striking the ball. Now you do have that beginner golfer that's going to be a little more inconsistent with their club path and how they deliver that golf club to the golf ball. When that's the case, really static measurements all you can go off of until they become more consistent with their golf swing. And I will say the static measurement can be really, really close most of the time. If someone's measuring your wrist to ground and they determine that based on that you need to be a standard length golf club, chances are you're going to be really close to that. You may go a quarter inch under, quarter inch over, half inch under, half inch over. There's a possibility of that based on where you're hitting it off the center of the club face. But again, if you're a beginner golfer, it's hard for you to do that right now. Go mainly off the static measurement. It's better than nothing at all. Now, when you're looking at where the ball is being struck on the face, if you're seeing the ball being struck off the toe, that's going to indicate the club could be too short as long as I'm not seeing a golfer casting from over the top, because when you do that, it's leading to toe strikes because the toe is deflecting downward. It also could result in some heel strikes too, but off the toe generally is going to tell you that the golf club is too short. And the opposite of that, if I'm seeing heel strikes on the face of the club, that's going to indicate that the club could be too long and the club is extending beyond the golf ball too much. Again, this also depends on club path. If someone's too shallow from inside to out, it could also promote a heel strike or over the top move could also produce a heel strike. Goes back to fitting for correction rather than compensation. Find out from your fitter how they're going to fit you. If you're going to fit for correction, which I prefer, you want to look for tendencies like that because you can come get a lesson from me. I may correct your swing path and then your length is wrong. Don't fret if that occurs because length is adjustable, but you want to be careful how much you do that once the clubs are constructed. So again, you cannot go wrong with testing club length or what find out what club length is best for you by hitting irons at various lengths. See which one produces the most strikes off the center of the club face. In summary, to determine the best shaft for your irons, you need to focus on five main areas. Number one, shaft type. Number two, shaft flex. Three would be kick or bend point. Four would be the weight of the shaft. And then finally, five would be the length of the golf club. I cannot express enough the importance to seek out a trained club fitter. 
Super, super important. Make sure you do your research on that. If you're listening to this and you're local to the area, you can go seek out my son Nick over at Golf Galaxy. He can do a thorough fitting with you or any of their other fitting experts at Golf Galaxy. You have Club Champion over at Haas Family Golf. You have Daniel Clemens at Clemens Golf over on Pelham Road. You also have Bypass Golf in Spartanburg. So there's a lot of options here locally to the upstate South Carolina area. If you're not local to this area, I'm sure there's a Golf Galaxy near you. Could be a club champion near you. Whoever it may be, just do your research and make sure they have plenty of knowledge and they go through a thorough fitting with you to make sure you get the fitting that you deserve and the clubs that you deserve. If you have any questions about anything I've said, please feel free to reach out to me. As always, you can call me, you can email me, whatever the case may be. I'm always here to give you advice and help you through your journey. Good luck. I hope you find the best shaft that works well for you and it's going to improve your game and most importantly, lower those scores for you. There's a force in the universe that makes things happen. And all you have to do is get in touch with it. Stop thinking. Let things happen and be the ball. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Maine. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville, across from the Hyatt, and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Maine provides you with essential services and products, allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Maine is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Betsy and her staff provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. They also have a store filled with beneficial items for your body and soul. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend the best products to help keep you and your family safe during these challenging times. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can also purchase their phenomenal products to be shipped to you for free. Yeah, you heard me right. Free, right to your door. Or you can pick them up at their downtown Greenville or Greer locations. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. I'm pleased to have as my guest on this episode, Josh Venters. Josh is a Callaway sales representative, been with them for a number of years, and we talk everything Callaway golf. He talks about the newest drivers that Callaway came out with this year, as well as some additions to their irons, their fairway woods, their hybrids, and their putters. He also goes into detail about their golf ball and what changes they have taking place this year, what they're keeping the same. So you don't want to miss this wonderful interview Learn more about this fantastic product that Callaway Golf is coming out with this year and how they're enhancing the game of golf even more with their unbelievable technology and extreme precision when they construct their golf equipment. Get ready to take some notes, because here we go. Maybe. Yes, sir! Josh, welcome back to the podcast. And you're like the first guest I can say that to. Welcome back because you're on the very first episode of Go Forth and Golf one year ago. This is hard to believe it's been a year. It's start of season number two for me. Cannot thank you enough for taking time to come back on the show, 
being my guest and talking everything Callaway golf. How you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, it's uh, it's shocking that we you can say welcome back, and it's only been a year. It feels like it was <laughs> maybe three or four years. Um, yeah. As a as a new parent, I also feel like it's been three or four years. Oh, no but, doubt. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me back, and I'm excited to kind of run through you know everything new with Callaway and the exciting products that we're going to have hitting the shelves here really soon. Well, 2020 saw a gigantic growth in the game of golf. Uh, there's a lot of experts out there that contribute this to the pandemic and how golf has been a safe way to get out and social distance. How was 2020 for Callaway Golf? Did you guys see a growth on your end last year? Yeah, we, we certainly did. And uh, I think, you know, there was a, there was a period there in, in Q1, you know, between, you know, March and the end of April where we, we really didn't know where this was, where this was going to go, but it just turned out to be such a good thing for golf and really a resurgence. And we saw this briefly with, you know, when Tiger first came on the scene and then we saw it before that, the last time was probably the late eighties. Uh, but, you know, we feel very fortunate with where we're at and golf rounds played were way up. We saw a tremendous uh, reaction to our fitting days that we were able to hold and, you know, we were able to do them safely and, you know, by appointment only. And I don't know if there was one fitting day last year that we had a time slot open and people were, they were coming back to the game or they were just taking it up as, as beginners and they really wanted to invest in their game. And you know, they definitely purchased golf equipment. And it seems like even though we're only a month into the year, really, uh, people are, those people are still playing. They're playing a lot. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. We of course have seen a, a huge uptick as well. And we had a fitting day at Willow Creek last year, huge turnout. And like you said, there wasn't a lot of open slots there. And uh, that was very encouraging and that uh, people are getting back out and uh, or reintroducing people to the game and then bringing new people to the game. It's, it's wonderful. Callaway has come out with a new line of drivers that are very unique and special. You guys have debuted the Epic Speed, the Epic Max, and the Epic Max LS. All three of them have the new jailbreak technology. What are the characteristics of these drivers, and why should someone consider buying this new driver compared to the other generations that they may already have, or maybe they've never played a Callaway driver before and they're thinking about doing it? Tell me about the characteristics and why people should purchase this driver. Yeah, so definitely we're excited about the launch of the new Epic driver line, uh, February 18th. But yeah, we've, you know, we've just continued to bring technology that no one else has uh, into our entire product line. Uh, and this is no different. This Epic launch is no different with jailbreak speed frame. And what SpeedFrame is doing for the golfer is it's creating a 20% reduction in crown deflection and impact. So we're basically able to keep more energy in the club head that goes to the face and then obviously transfers to the golf ball. And anytime we can get more ball speed, we're going we're gonna to give the player more distance. And on average, with the new AI enhanced jailbreak SpeedFrame, uh, we're looking at three and a half to four miles per hour ball speed. So conservatively, I'm telling guys eight yards. Uh, we had a staffer fitting in the beginning of December uh, for our staffers across uh, my territory. 
and the average increase in ball speed was 3.8 miles per hour. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of distance to be gained, and we have a driver for every type of player. And I'll just, if you're good with it, I'll run through the three driver heads and, you know, what they do and, and who, they're, who they're targeted for. Absolutely. So we have, starting with Callaway Epic Speed, uh, that's our fastest driver to date. Uh, Epic Speed has the distinctive cyclone shaping. It's a little smaller footprint than the other two drivers, uh, and that's to re reduce drag and increase clubhead speed. The Callaway Epic Max, it's going to be our most forgiving driver to date, and by far and away the most forgiving driver in the Epic family. Uh, has the lightest crown. Uh, so that we can distribute weight uh, to deliver a real low center of gravity, much higher MOI for maximum forgiveness. And it's got a slight draw bias to it, which, you know, as you know, from our fitting days in the past, a significant amount of golfers are slicers. Uh, so it's really going to help them. It's also got an adjustable perimeter weight uh, that you can put in the heel to maximize that draw bias. And then last but not least is the Callaway Epic Max LS. So max low spin. And this is really for that more mid to low handicap player that wants more speed. They want a more neutral ball flight um, and a low spin head. And it's also to our most fade capable driver. Talk about the new jailbreak technology. You guys have designed this a little bit different. Tell the listeners about that and what makes this so different and what makes it so much better than the previous jailbreak technology. Jailbreak in the past was, you know, it was two titanium rods that connected the sole plate and the crown so that we didn't have as much deflection and impact. And, you know, it was really, it was a huge breakthrough in 2017 when we, when we, you know, first launched that technology. Uh, how it's different now is we're not only increasing the vertical stiffness like it was intended to do in 2017 with the first Epic driver, but now we're actually creating horizontal and torsional stiffness in the club head. And so it's a 20% it's a uh, reduction in crown deflection uh, compared to even our last, our, our last driver, which was Maverick. Uh, and that's where you're seeing those ball speed gains. It's also working in tandem uh, with, you know, flash face, which, you know, we've seen, and it's only gotten better and better as we have machine learning and um, are able to run more and more iterations of that and see how we can have all those, different ripples in the face work cohesively to increase COR. So that crown deflection, let's talk about that for just a second. So just trying to help people picture this, you have the sole of the, of the driver and the crown of the driver. And so those two kind of deflect away from each other or separate from each other. Is that correct? Correct. At impact. Yes, they do. Okay. The, the sole impact. wants to go down and the crown wants to move up. Okay. Makes total sense. So at impact, those two, parts of the driver separate and then when they do that that's taking away energy it's taking away ball speeds right yeah you're you're basically um you're you're losing energy from the face so you know as we kind of we set that trap with the jailbreak uh you're you're keeping energy that normally would be dispersed away from the face keeping it in the club head on the face which in turn is delivered to the golf ball for more ball speed and for the golfer that means significant distance gains that's fascinating you don't really think about that do you i mean a, a normal uh, everyday golfer don't really think about separation of the sole and crown at impact and uh, but all the, the technology that goes into it and the scientific aspect of it i guess i should say that goes into the making of a driver head is 
fantastic. And you guys have really tapped into something with jailbreak. And even further, it sounds like now with how you've designed this new jailbreak technology to keep those two parts of the driver from separating, creating more ball speeds, creating more distance, and I would say creating happier golfers if you're hitting the ball further. Oh, absolutely. Now that, you know, the, the toe portion and the heel portion of the crown are, are not separating nearly as much. Like I referenced that 20% reduction, you're gaining ball speed, uh, giving the golfer more distance. And it's, uh, I think it's safe to say that jailbreak uh, speed frame will be the, the future for us, for drivers to come. Well, along with the drivers, you're also debuting a new line of Epic Fairway Woods. Why should golfers consider making that switch to these Fairway Woods, especially if maybe they have the Maverick or they have the Epic Flash, or again, maybe they didn't, they don't even play Callaway Fairway Woods. Why should they think about the Epic Fairway Woods? This is our, the Epic Fairway Metals. We're also going to debut a, a new AI enhanced jailbreak called uh, Jailbreak Velocity Blades. And Compared to you know our fairway metals in the past that utilized jailbreak technology, it's no longer round bars. They're actually blades, and they're further apart. And it's a similar concept to what we're trying to do, or what we've achieved in the driver, I should say, creating horizontal torsional stiffness, but also too uh, enhancing that vertical stiffness and increasing it. So higher ball speeds. It's also working in tandem with the flash-based technology that we have in the fairways as well. And, you know, we have two models. We have the Epic Speed and then the Epic Max. One of the things I like so much about these fairway metals is, you know, if, if you were to pick them up off the, off the rack, you know, each player immediately just by shape and look is going to know what they should fit into. Uh, the Max is, you know, a larger profile, uh, much more aggressive leading edge, very easy to launch for that scraper of the golf ball or, or the guy that thins guy or gal that thins fairway metals and then the epic speed will have a much more traditional looking head you know and more piercing ball flight to it well i'm excited to to demo that or to hit that i i have the uh epic flash version of the fairway wood and it's tremendously hot off the face and yeah. it's i mean I, I hit the ball a ton with it and in some cases i'd be willing to put it up against my driver distance. It's incredible. So I can't yeah. wait to see how well this new fairway wood does for you guys. I'm sure it's going to be even better. You guys are not introducing an Epic line of hybrids, but you do have a new apex hybrid coming out or hybrids. They look great. I love the way they look. I love the way they set up. Tell me about the changes in these hybrids. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to continue with our game improvement line of hybrids, which is, you know, Maverick, Maverick Max as well as the Big Bertha 21 lineup. But the new Apex hybrids, we've incorporated that uh, Velocity Blade jailbreak technology from the Epic Fairway Metals, uh, along with uh, Flash Base Cup technology. So really just trying to maximize ball speed. Uh, but at the same time, it's going to fit a, a large range of players, whether it's the standard Apex, which for the first time is adjustable and is actually going up to a uh, six hybrid is going to be in the mix. And then we'll have that pro version, which is geared towards the better player. Uh, the guy that guy or gal that wants to work the ball, shape the ball with the hybrid. Uh, but also too, that better player generally is scared of hitting it left with a hybrid. I, th I think we've had that conversation before. And uh, this is really the anti-left hybrid. So we have something for everybody now in the apex lineup of hybrids. 
Yeah, you're right about the hybrids and, and hooking the hybrids. They tend to play a little more upright and the face tends to be a little more closed. It drives me crazy. I know a lot of golfers, the same thing. You don't want to have a hybrid in your hand and fear of, of hooking it off the planet. So I love the way you guys have designed this and that it is that anti-left and it sets up beautifully and really exciting. Yeah, it's, it's a smaller profile uh, than what it's been in years past. And I've just been telling accounts, it's, it's really like a driving iron. Uh, but with just a little bit more body and all of our staple uh, proprietary technologies with jailbreak and flash face cup. You guys are continuing forward with the Maverick irons as well as the Big Bertha B21 irons. Both are outstanding. However, you're introducing a new line of Apex irons as well. What's special or unique about these irons? Yeah, this is a loaded question here, Steve. Um, we have what's special about them or unique, uh, a few things. So one, we're introducing introducing uh, flash face cup technology to the Apex family. Uh, we obviously know that uh, with Maverick, when we went to a flash face cup, we saw tremendous ball speeds across the entire face. And that's what we've set out to do with Apex and we've achieved it. And that's not just the standard Apex or the Apex Pro or the new edition, which everyone's excited about called the Apex DCB deep cavity back iron as on top of having that flash face cup technology, you know, we're also utilizing a lot of tungsten internally and it, it varies from iron to iron in each set uh, just so that we get the proper center gravity location and that we're getting a, you know, the right trajectory and launch from club to club. Uh, another thing that flash face cup does besides increasing ball speed across the entire face is it also gives us a spin robustness. And when I, when I say spin robustness, I just mean a, a really consistent spin across the entire face, uh, which also helps keeping your yardage, your yardage gaps consistent throughout the bag from club to club. So better spin, better ball speeds. Yeah. And just to backtrack a little bit and talk a little, talk more about the deep cavity back apex from Fitting day to fitting day, you know, we'll, we'll have people sign up and then they, they come up and they say, yeah, I want to get fit for irons. I want the apex. And, you know, after you put some face tape on there and you, know, you look at the dispersion across the face, a lot of times you, you may have to politely steer them into a Maverick or a Big Bertha iron. But with this particular iron, it, it's truly a game improvement for iron uh, that they can get away with that high toe miss. They can hit it a groove low. Uh, and they're still going to see the launch. Uh, they're going to see the ball flight, and they're going to see it stay on line, which they've never seen before out of the Apex family. So it's truly an exceptional iron, and I, I can't wait to get this in, in golfers' hands. Yeah, I was going to say, this is new territory for Apex irons. Typically, they're for your mid to low handicap player. Now anybody can play these. Correct. Um, and it's that's really new. I think that's new to the industry as a whole. Um, you know, I, I don't know anyone else that has – something with such a good profile look and you know you can still get away with a ton of miss hits across the face so it's going to be a fun one well club fitting is very important extremely important early in the podcast i talked about how to pick or how to choose the correct shaft for your irons you guys have a tremendous process that you take your golfers through during a fitting for those that are listening they're unsure if they should get fit or they don't understand how it can benefit their game. Explain Callaway's fitting process. Yeah. So, you know, 
the first part of the, the fitting process is, is what we call the interview phase. And to me, this is, is really the most important part of the whole fitting process. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't include hitting, hitting the shot or anything like that. It's just understanding what the player wants uh, out of their club fitting. Do they value distance or do they value accuracy? Or are they looking for both? Uh, you learn what kind of golfer they are, what the strong suits of their games are. You know, from there, we're able to, you know, identify what, you know, if it's an iron, what iron family they should be in or where we should start. You know, if it's driver, you know, what driver head, whether it be a, an Epic Max or Epic Speed or Epic Max LS. And so that's where it starts. And really what we're looking at uh, in a fitting, like every manufacturer, is you know we're looking at getting the right right model then we want to look at you know length we want to look at if it's irons lie angle um and then obviously shaft and shaft flex are very important and you know what weight class they're going to be in we've got something that to me is revolutionary as far as fitting goes and that's the Cowley fits shaft analyzer and that's something that we put in the butt end of the grip on the club whether it's a driver or say a seven iron, if you're getting fitted for, getting fitted for irons. And this basically calculates your swing DNA, if you will. Uh, it looks at things like club head speed, closure rate, uh, peak acceleration, your tempo. And once we have that information after a few swings, then uh, Callaway Fits is going to recommend three stock shafts and five of what we would think the best aftermarket shafts would be for that player. Uh, and it's extremely valuable. It gives um, the player, you know, a nice peace of mind that, hey, we didn't just do this off club head speed. We didn't just do it off what you told us you've already played. Um, you know, there's science behind it. And that, that's key. Yeah, I agree. And it seems as though you guys tend to fit for correction rather than compensation. And being able to take all these, all this information, you can analyze that. And also getting that feedback from the golfer they may go get golf lessons later on down the road and get their swing fixed. And then that equipment may not be good for them. So it sounds like you're able to take into account their golf swing, maybe where they want to go with their golf game in order to make a more corrected fitting. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. We're obviously we're fitting you for the swing that you have that day, but part of that interview process is, you know, getting to know more about you as a golfer. You guys are continuing forward with the Jaws wedges, which are phenomenal. I play them personally, love them, and seriously, probably the best wedges I've ever played in my life. I'm, I'm being dead serious on that. However, you guys are debuting some Odyssey putters, and looks really good. Tell the listeners about the newest additions to the putter line. Yeah, and, and just one quick comment on the Jaws wedges. Yes, we're going to continue with MD5 Jaws. And I'm, I'm glad you love them and glad you're, you're happy with them. We currently have the MD uh, cavity back wedges, which has the jaws grooves. Um, so, you know, a ton of spin, uh, but just in a little larger profile, uh, something that will, you know, combo or blend better with like your game improvement irons that we offer, say your Maverick, your Maverick Max, uh, your Apex DCB or Big Bertha. Uh, so we're excited about those as well. Uh, and then the new putty lineup is phenomenal. Uh, we have we have a lot of options for everybody. Uh, to start off with, something that anybody listening to this podcast will resonate with is uh, White Hot OG. 
And so we're going to bring back White Hot. It's the 20th anniversary of that putter. Something that people probably don't know about the White Hot putter series is across all the tours globally, the White Hot putter has over 7,000 wins on tour. <laughs> um, wow. So, and you still see a ton of them in play to this day. Obviously, we just saw Siwoo Kim over the weekend. Uh, with a white hot OG uh, Leishman, Mark Leishman has put one in play recently, and we're just going to s- see that uh, number continue to grow. But um, yeah, the white hot OG, it's it's the original insert from 20 years ago. We've dressed it up some with milling and the toe and the heel, and we've also given the golfer two shaft options, whether it be a stepless steel shaft, which everyone's accustomed to, or our latest and greatest stroke lab technology. And um, which is seven grams lighter now. It's a little stiffer shaft in the putter. Uh, it's improved. It's smoothing out your tempo. Also, too, it's in, it's improving impact angle or uh, face angle at impact. Excuse me. And it's going to be a very tight lineup. It's just going to be our hero models. So you're going to have a two blade options. The one uh, in the one WS, which I believe that's what C we won with over the weekend. And then we'll have. The two ball, you got to have the two ball. Obviously, that's where the two ball came from was the white hot lineup. And then we'll have a Rossi, a number five, and we'll do the number seven, which is our, our most popular uh, mallet model, whether it be pro shop sales or on the tour. Very exciting. I love that, yeah. that OG design. I think that's going to be really good. I love that classic look about that putter. Yeah. And we, you know, also to talking about dressing it up with, you know, milling on the toe and heel, that the new stroke lab shaft that you have an option to, to pursue is going to be candy apple red. So it's going to match the coloring, you know, on the actual putter head and it's nice. just going to merchandise really well. And also too, you know, there's that old adage that what wins on Sundays is, is sold on Mondays. So, uh, you know, you're definitely, it's going to stand out on tour. It's going to stand out on television. And I think you're going to have uh, a big demand for that over the next year or so. So the next putter that I'm really excited about is going to be the two ball 10 series of mallet putters. And these are our highest MOI, most stable putters that Odyssey has ever designed. And they'll have a you know, completely different feel as well with uh, what we're calling the, the micro hinge star, star insert. And this is going to be a firmer feel uh, for golf than what we have with the white hot OG. Um, also with that micro hinge technology, it's, it's lifting the ball to impact, getting top spin on it so it's rolling and not skidding or bouncing off the putter face. And, um, you know, we'll have a, a couple, a few different looks, uh, whether it be the two ball 10 with a, what we call the tour line, just a black line through the two balls. We'll have it without the tour line, and we'll also do a triple track on it. And it's available on a double bend shaft or a slant neck. And then we'll also do an updated version of our, our 10 putter, uh, and we'll do that with a line or triple track as well in uh, double bend or slant neck. So really something for every golfer. And then our triple track putters from 2020 will uh, carry over into 2021 as well. A ton to be excited about when it comes to Odyssey. Of course, in my opinion, Odyssey is the best putter out there. And for everything you've described, you guys have just taken it up another notch. I mean, you're just raising that bar like you guys always do. Uh, how exciting. That's wonderful news to hear about what you guys are doing this year, how you guys are improving, building upon what you've done in the past, taking a little bit of history, bringing it to the present. 
man, uh, I don't think you can get any better than Odyssey putters this year. Well, Josh, before I let you go, let's talk about golf balls. You guys have made a tremendous impact in the world of golf balls over the last several years. Come out with a lot of great technology, a lot of great designs, a lot of great options. Will there be any changes in 2021 for your golf ball? And also, what could be staying the same for your 2020 line? Yeah, uh, thanks for that question. Golf balls, you know, every time we sit down or I stop by and see you, that's obviously a, a big talking point for, for Callaway. It's our golf ball is our number one revenue generator as a company. And uh, we're, we're committed to, to making the best golf ball in golf. Um, you know, we've invested... Uh, over $50 million in our ball plant in Chicopee, Mass, uh, over the last several years. You know, there's, there's going to be a lot of mainstays, but there is going to be one new ball in particular that we're going to bring to the masses uh, April 1st, and that's Chrome Soft X LS. Uh, so Chrome Soft X Low Spin. And this is a tour ball that the genesis of it was, was from the tour and from our players. Uh, they wanted something that was lower spinning on full shots, but still had exceptional green side spin. And, you know, that's what we're going to give you with Chrome Soft X LS. Yeah, we're, we're very excited about this golf ball, to say the least. And then also, too, you know, we're, we'll still have Chrome Soft, which is the number three best-selling ball in golf. Uh, we'll have Chrome Soft X. Neither of those golf balls will change. We'll still have our Truvis, you know, patterns, which will be uh, – yellow and black, white and red. You know, then as we get to ERC, that will be a new golf ball, new and improved golf ball, I should say. It's three to four yards longer, tee to green, which that ball, you know, was known as a distance ball to begin with. Um, so we've just, we've made it better and it's got better green side spin. And then we'll also have a, a new and improved super soft, which super soft happens to be the number one ball under $30 in the industry. And, you know, we're seeing better green side spin with that golf ball and some increased distance there as well. Um, yeah, that super soft golf ball was already in a class of its own. We did really well with that ball for the last couple of years. And the fact that you guys are making that even better is really exciting, knowing that, hey, I can pick up more distance and you can pick up more spin around the green. That's wonderful. Yeah, you know, and, and under $30, um, yeah, that's yeah. a – that's, that's a big deal, uh, especially as much golf is being played right now. And, you know, we're not all, we're not all tour caliber players. So it's, it's nice to have, uh, you know, that value ball. Well, Josh, all of this sounds extremely exciting. I can't thank you enough for being my guest yet again on the podcast. We have a fitting day lined up with you guys on Friday, March the 26th at Willow Creek from 11 to 3. Every club Josh has talked about, will be on display and you can get fit for the entire bag if you choose. They're also going to have their track man there as well, making the fitting session even more precise. I love the fact that you guys bring that track man. It's wonderful, wonderful information. And then on top of that, being able to see the ball flight with it as well in our range makes it even better. I can't thank you enough, Josh. You've been a wonderful guest again. And I am tremendously excited about Callaway in 2021. You guys have outdid yourselves yet again, coming out with some phenomenal products, continuing to revolutionize the golf industry and what you guys put out there and helping golfers enjoy the game more and play better. And that's what it's all about. I can't thank you enough. Hey, thanks so much, Steve. And, you know, as always, thank you for the partnership and really appreciate you being a member of our 
professional staff team. Uh, it's much appreciated. If you're listening, you want to find out more information or further information expanded upon what Josh had talked about, go visit their website, the Callaway website. You can also go follow them on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also Callaway has podcasts out there. So go search the Callaway podcasts on your major podcast platforms. I think you'll be really entertained by their experts there at Callaway. You can't go wrong by listening to that. Josh, take care my friend. Enjoy yourself this year as you go out and venture out into the world and continue to promote the brand as well as you do. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's 20, 2021. It's going to be a fun year. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes episode number 13. It can now go to the archive section of your episode list. Thank you, as always, for taking the time to press that play button no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing. You didn't have to, but you did. So thank you so very much for supporting the podcast and for listening. Remember, you can always go back and listen again if you want to take notes on anything you may have heard in this episode. I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to take out your tablet and make notes, take out your phone, or break out a journal and write out notes. Doing this will help you retain the information you've heard a lot better, and it will truly make you a student of the game. Don't forget to tell people you know about the podcast. That helps me more than you can possibly imagine. It just helps me grow my audience. That word of mouth advertising is wonderful. Your help and your consideration is tremendously appreciated. Don't forget that episode number 14 will drop in only two weeks. My new format, two weeks, you'll hear a new episode. And in that episode, I'm going to talk about how to improve your balance and your tempo in your full swing. And also, I'm going to discuss the latest and greatest news in the world of golf. Until the next episode, I hope you hit your drives long and straight. I hope you hit more greens in regulation, and I hope you drain more putts. And most importantly, have fun. That's what it's all about. Don't forget to do something nice for someone today. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.